Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Testing. Mm. Testing. Testing. Oh, good grief. There's always something. <laughs> I got to laugh to keep from throwing this whole thing in the trash. Welcome and welcome back. Um, I don't know. My computer does this funky thing. I am back at square one. I switched out everything. It got worse. And then... It was all right for a little while. Now it's just cutting itself off, doing all kinds of stuff. I don't know what's happening. But um, again, I say welcome and welcome back. Um, I want to say some things before I uh, go into this lesson. Um, Shabbat Shalom, by the way. Um, I want to say some things in regards to this lesson before we go into it and one of the things happens to be that I've been uploading um if you notice I've been uploading a lot of information simply because I had to say to myself okay how frequently am I going to do uploads of current events I did not want this uh, platform to be all current events because I need you to get yourself in a certain headspace the goal and the um reason why I do this platform is to give you information about spiritual things, to help you to understand that you're a spiritual being, to help you to understand that this world is coming to an end, whether people believe it, receive it or not. Um, I was asked to do um, this platform. <laughs> I did not volunteer to do it because it took me a little while to say, you know, it's, just to say to myself, well, do I really want to do it? I mean, do I have the time to do it? So um, since the most high has been dealing with me, I have time to do it, but not all of my time, which brings me to the current events. Now, I don't have time to be uploading current events all day, but I see there's so much stuff that's happening and everything is relevant. That's why I've been um, updating current events, but it will only come once a week. It seems like every time I do current events, I think I uploaded 12 or 13, it could have been 15 um, items that I need you to pay attention to and to observe and be aware of. Um, I don't remember. I can't even remember. It was just so many. Because everything is relevant, because everything is listed in the scriptures, I want you to know. And sometimes um, it's in with the, um, within the week of it happening. And sometimes it's first point, meaning 
when it just happens, when it just hits, that's when I upload it. Now I got first point from Vantage. Hi, Palky. Love you. Um, I do listen to world news with Palky. She's right on time. Um, and she pulls no punches. That's what I love about her. But um, when she does her first point and it first comes out there, sometimes I can't give it to you, but sometimes I can. And she she is right on time with the world news, but there's some other places that I go to also that don't lean on left or right or uh, lean on a particular thing. So then they'll be a little bit biased. So I like to go to places that are not biased. They're straight shooters. They're going to give you what it is. And that's just what it is. As human beings living on this earth, all of us, that's how it should be. There should be no bias leaning to the left or leaning to the right or leaning wherever you lean. It, it shouldn't be that way. So that's why I go to certain people in terms, from, in terms of world events. So it could be anybody I will upload because I have respect for everybody. So um, if they are right on time with their delivery of something and they're truthful and giving it to you financially, if they're giving it to you in world news in a non-biased way, I'm going to try to upload it just to give you that point of view. Now, there are some people that I may have missed because sometimes I can't listen to everything. But there may be somebody that's leaning a little to the left or a little to the right. I try not to do that. But once in a while, one would slip. But for the most part, I'm just giving you world events. That's it. Back to what I was saying about when these world events is going to be uploaded. Only once a week. If I feel like, oh my goodness, I need to uh, do it as soon as possible. Because um, I look at stuff quite frequently. And I mean, several times a day, frequently, just to see if there's uh, real stuff that needs to be reported and discussed. It's not any particular person or anything like that. It's just something that people should be aware of, period. Um, and I'm not biased in reporting. And I don't report. I'm just reporting the reporter. <laughs> but um you know, uh, since we're all in this world together, that's how I do it. So I will, I say all of that to say, I'm only going to do it once a week. I don't know if I'm going to do it on a Monday. I don't know if I'm going to do it on a Tuesday. I try not to do it right when I do my personal uploads, when I do my um, Shabbat lesson and when I do my daily lesson or I upload a guest lesson or some food for thought or whatever it is. I try not to do it there because then you'll get lost in the news and not in the food for your spirit, okay? Food for your spirit is done here, okay? This is the platform for the food for your spirit. So that's why I'll do some food for thought or I'll do a daily lesson and we do the Shabbat lesson. That's the food for your spirit, your consciousness, your soul. That's what this is for. Okay, that's what it's meant for. You are constantly being bombarded and absorbing with your um, consciousness negativity constantly. So the food for thought, the daily lessons and the um, the Shabbat lessons um, combat that. 
So um, with the uh, news reports and stuff like that, like I said, I'm only going to do it once a week and I'll try to do uh, what I feel is the most important. So that's segueing me into this other thing. In regard to AI, because this AI is the big um, uh, news du jour, meaning the news of the day, today's news. Everybody's um, up in arms about it. People are afraid and all of this other stuff. I will be uploading some... Um, AI stuff. And my suggestion is to just get yourself acquainted with AI. You don't have to be afraid of what's coming down the pike or whatever it is, because the um, the point of this uh, these lessons, the objective of these lessons is to get you to acquainted with who you are and who you belong to. Because once you find out who you are and who you belong to, then you'll understand that this stuff must happen. I don't care what it is. Um, you also understand that tribulation is going to come in the world to everybody. It's not going to skip over anybody, but there is particular, um, nuances that the most high says in regards to his people, which I'm not going to go into because this is just an announcement. So in regards to AI, I did upload some food for thought in regards to AI. And I suggest that you listen to it. This is why I didn't want to upload anything, um, aside from that, because I feel like this is relevant, especially to the children of Israel. Now, I understand that a lot of the children of Israel are not technologically savvy. I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying a lot. In the 15% of the people that live in the United States, between 15 and 16% of the children of Israel who live in the United States, a lot of them are not technologically savvy. And in regards to AI and all that stuff, I'm not either. Um, I will say this though. Um, it's good to even, it's still good to have your ear open to understand what's happening because it's going to affect you in some point in some way. So with that food for thought lesson, it's not really a lesson. It's just like a discussion. And then I read, um, a news article actually before I uploaded it because it came out just before I uploaded it. So I read the article, but I'm also going to send, I'm going to upload something, in regards to the article. Um, it's good for those who are not savvy in the children of Israel and outside just to understand that things are coming down the pike. So that's why I said what I said. Um, those are the two things I want to say. And now we're on to this um excuse me, second Samuel slash Samuel, outline number five, and this is chapters 13 through 15. Now, I want to say this, I'm not going to go back into last week's discussion in regard to uh, uh, David. We understand David is someone who the Most High has his favor on. We understand he's respectable, he's respectful, however, he's still human and fleshly. And if we don't keep our guards up, we get fooled just like um, David has and will continue to be. We understand that the Most High said that the sword's going to be all in and through his house simply for him doing the dastardly deed that he did last week that I read. So now we come to the unfurling of the deed that was done uh, this is the uh, um the um, circumstances of what is going to happen from him sinning. 
Okay, he did uh, several sins, not just one, but the um, circumstances in which he did do it, they have consequences and repercussions. So we'll be reading that as we move forward. So let's get into the highlights of we are doing chapters 13, chapters 14, and chapters 15. Okay. Here's the highlights. First Samuel, Shemuel 13, verses 1 through 14 is Ammon, Love and Tamar by Jonah, Jonah Dabbs counsel feigning himself sick ravishes her um verses 15 through 18 <clears throat> excuse me he hates her and shamefully turns her away uh verses 19 through 22 absalom entertains her and conceals his purpose verses 23 through 30 at a sheep shearing among all the king's son, he kills Ammon. Uh, verses 31 through 36, David grieving at the news is comforted by Jonah Dab. Now, <clears throat> we are reading from the Amplified, our soldiers in regular language. Um... When there's something important, and I'm going to tell you this, there's going to be some um, books that I'm just going to read straight from the CIFA because you have to understand the real language that's being used because I already told you some of the language have been changed simply in translation, whether it was done on purpose or by mistake, who knows, but the words are different. It is what it is. So um, we're starting at 13 now. We are discussing, um, and I want you to understand this while I'm reading it. We are discussing now David's children. Remember, he sinned. So the most I say is going to be a sword all through his house. And there's some other things that's going on. So I want to know because I want you to know because of the sin, all kinds of stuff's going to be happening in his family. Just like in um, so, uh, Shaul's. All right. Sin is sin is sin is sin. I don't care how much the most high loves you. He said don't um don't sin by transgressing the law do not transgress the law okay and as we knew from last week um david had he just broke all kinds of laws it wasn't just one thing i already pointed out how many he did so now that the sword is and separation is um streaming through his house through a spirit or whatever, however it's being done, the most high already uh, put the word in place. There's going to be all kinds of turbulence in his house, meaning among his family, just like Shaul. So now we're going to read it. And I want you to remember, I read um, who um, David's, uh, how many David's children he had. I think it was 14 that I read, either 13 or 14, but he didn't really say the daughter's name. So he has daughters also. So, okay. Um, 
I just want you to be aware when I read this. All right. Amnon and Tamar. It happened afterwards that Absalom, son of David, had a beautiful sister named Tamar. Now, I want you, because I'm going to do a lesson. Hold on. I'm going to do a lesson on the beauty of the children of Israel. Now, a part of the, um, I'm just mentioning this during my commentary, okay? Um, a part of the children of Israel with the blessings and the curses, listening to the most high, is they're going to continue to stay beautiful. They're going to stay youthful. They're going to be vibrant. They're going to be powerful. They're going to be all this when they listen to the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands of the most high. But if they don't, then they're going to get the curses. Now, what did the children of Israel choose to do? They choose not to, they chose and they continue to choose not to listen, right? So understand that because I want you to understand as many nuances as I can point out to you. Now, I'm sure there's way more than I'm pointing out, but I feel like if it's important, I'm going to point it out. This what I'm getting ready to say, because Tamar was beautiful, just like all the daughters of Zion's, gorgeous. Okay? Gorgeous. I already told you, the world's going to tell you you ugly. And what did the Most High say about the world? If you're not, um, if you're a friend of the world, you ain't a friend of his, because the world is controlled by the devil. He's the prince of the air and the God of this world. This is what the Most High says. So if the God of uh, this world and the prince of the air saying the daughters of Zion's ugly, their lips, their hair, their eyes, everything is ugly. This is what they say. And meanwhile, <laughs> history dictates something different. They've been raped. They've been slaughtered. They've been picked apart. They've been um, medically um, castrated, all kinds of stuff. Okay. The world is saying they're ugly, but the world wants everything they have. And I do mean everything. Mm-hmm. That's another lesson, but I'm just pointing something out. David's daughter, Tamar, was beautiful, just like um, Sarai and all the rest of them. Rebecca, Rachel, all gorgeous. It says this in the scriptures. So nowhere in the world are the daughters of Zion ugly. I don't care what they say about you, daughters of Zion. You are beautiful. You set the standard for beauty. And I just want to say that before I keep moving on. Now. I'm going to read it again, 13.1. And it happened afterwards that Absalom, the son of David, had a beautiful sister whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, her half-brother, the son of David also, was in love with her. Now, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> during my commentary, I'm going to point out a whole bunch of things like I just said. First of all, it would be a sin, a sinny sin, sin, a sin which is transgression of the law. That's what sin is to go with your sister. As a matter of fact, one of the 613 laws is that. Okay. All right. So Amnon, her half brother, the son of David was in love with Tamar, which is forbidden, taboo. I don't care what you want to call it. It's forbidden. Okay. And it's one of the laws not to do. Amnon was so frustrated because of his hair sister Tamar that he made himself sick. See, this is more evil and wickedness penetrating the house of David. 
for she was a virgin and Amnon thought it impossible for him to do anything to her. Listen, this is the nonsense. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, the son of Shimnia, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very shrewd and cunning man. So that means he was a wicked man. Mm-hmm. That was just, it's wicked because we understand it's wicked because of the things that he's going to say. Okay. Because you can still be shrewd and <clears throat> cunning and not be wicked. Okay. All right. He said to Amnon, why are you the king's son so depressed morning after morning? Will you not tell me? And Amnon said to him, I am in love with Tamar, my half-sister, Absalom's sister. Oh, nonsense. Right here, <clears throat> this is a sin. It's lusting. You ain't supposed to be doing that. Go to bed and pretend you are sick. This is Jonadab saying. Go to, <clears throat> go to bed and pretend you're sick. And when your father, David, comes to see you, say to him, just let my sister Tamar come and serve me food and let her prepare it in my sight so that I may see it and eat it from her hand. You see the nonsense? This is the wickedness. So Amnon laid down and pretend. This is Amnon's friend telling him to do this. Knowing full well, these are the children of Zion, knowing full well it's a sin. They know. So Amnon laid down and pretended to be sick. And when the king, David, came in to see him, Amnon said to the king, please let my sister Tamar come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight so that I may eat from her hand. Then David sent word to the house for Tamar saying, go now to your brother Amnon's house and prepare some food for him. I'm going to tell you all the things that's wrong with this in a minute. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house and he was in bed and she took dough and kneaded it and made cakes in his sight and baked them. She took a pan and dished them out before him, but he refused to eat it. And Amnon said, have everyone leave me. This is the nonsense. So at this point, I'm sure since it's so weird, all this stuff, just reading it is weird. But since this weird stuff is happening, I'm sure Tamar had a tingling feeling in her because we are born wired in within us right and wrong. So if all this weird stuff is happening, I'm sure she felt something. Hold on. So everyone left except for Tamar. Then Amnon said to Tamar, bring the food into my bedroom so that I may eat from your hand. That is just so weird. So Tamar took the cakes and she made, that she made, and brought them to him to the bedroom. And her half brother, to her half brother Amnon, when she brought them for him to eat, he took hold of her, listen, and said, come lie with me, my sister. If that wasn't the devil that rose up out of his being, I don't know what was. She replied, no, my brother, do not violate me for such a thing is not done in Israel. And she is telling him the truth. It's a sin. 
a sinny sin sin to sit up there and have sex with your brother and your sister. Okay? That's a part of the 613 laws. Do not do this disgraceful thing. As for me, how could I get rid of my shame and disgrace? This is her trying to convince this fool not to do this thing. And you will be considered one of the fools in Yasharel. So now just speak to the king about taking me as your wife. Oh, good grief. For he will not withhold me from you. Let me just stop that right there. I'm going to say this. Sometimes the things that happen to us stems from somebody else's sin. And I may talk about this later. I know at one time I did say this, so I'm just going to refresh your memory. A lot of us are here because somebody prayed for our well-being. Somebody prayed for the most highest favor to be on us. And this is why many of the children of Israel are still here. Mm-hmm. Your grandmother, your grandfather, your auntie, your uncle, your sister, your brother, your mother, your father. Excuse me, your great aunt, your great uncle, your great grandmother, whoever it is, prayed over you. Because we in the land of our captivity, Yahuda. So many times, especially the children of Israel and, you know, the other flock too. Because the Most High said he give his blessings to everybody. But you already know the um, children of Israel are the apple of the Most High's eye. That's why everything is contingent on him. However, the reason why most of us is walking around now today, because things could always be worse. They, people think they get, um, they have things bad, but oh, things can always be worse. So somebody is always praying over you, children of Israel. You got an angel walking with you. The Most High said, the Most High has told the uh, major prophets this. Ezra, uh, 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 Barak, Daniel, uh, Abraham, Moses, all the forefathers, Enoch. He told them that there are angels walking with the children of Israel. Not that there's not walking with other people too, but I'm, I'm focusing on the children of Israel right now. A lot of times you walking and living and moving and breathing because somebody then blessed you and said a prayer over you. So I say this to say the most high cursed um, David. This is why all this stuff is happening. He already said the vision and the sword is going to be in his house. We said this last week. If a sword is going to be in there, that means danger will Robinson in the house. Okay. Division chaos, all kinds of stuff going to be in the house. Okay? So this is what's happening. And it's all going to get to David in such a way that it's probably going to break him. So this is what's going to happen. This is the nonsense. I'm still on uh, Tamar talking. I'm going to say it again. So now just speak to the king, David, about taking me as your wife, for he will not withhold me from you. And she's talking to Amnon. But Amnon would not listen to her. And since he was stronger than she, listen to this, because I'm getting ready to describe a rape to you. Okay? So in certain words, this is what I mean about words. Words are powerful. The way semantics works, it's like magic. Because somebody could say something real derogatory to you and you have no idea what it is if you don't have the command 
of the English language or of language concerning words. So now I'm getting ready to describe to you the rate that's getting ready to go on. Amnon would not listen to Tamar. And since he was stronger than she, he violated her and laid with her. So does that mean that she uh, took it upon herself and allowed him to do that? No. She tried to fight him off and he raped her. Now, what is rape? We understand what rape is. It's when somebody violates you sexually in a sexual manner, when somebody did not give you the permission to touch their person in any way. So now we witness exactly what happened back then by me reading it. Then Amnon became extremely hateful towards her. You see, you could tell that was a wicked spirit. He violated her and then he uh, uh, abused her uh, verbally and probably physically and threw her out. What kind of nonsense is this? So I will continue on. Then Amnon became extremely hateful towards her for his hatred towards her was greater than the love, which it wasn't no love, it was lust, which he had for her. And Amnon said to her, get up and get out with an explanation point, just letting you know. But she said, no, because this, uh, this wrong of sending me away is worse than the other that you just done to me. So now you raped me and now you telling me to get out after you violated me, you abused me. You took a piece of my spirit. You took a piece of my soul. That's what you took. But he would not listen to her. Instead, he called his young man who was his personal servant and said, now throw this woman out of my presence and bolt the door behind her. You see this nonsense? If that wasn't the devil, I don't know what was. Now, Tamar was wearing a long sleeve robe of various colors for that is how the virgin daughters of the king dressed themselves in the robe. So I guess she wore a, a multicolored robe. So that's how the virgins were, which was a sign and a symbol that these were virgins. Then Amnon's personal servant took her out and bolted the door behind her. So Tamar put dust on her head in grief and tore her long sleeve robe, which she had on. And she put on and she put her hand on her head and went away crying out for help. She was devastated. Cause she had no power. These women had no power back then. Okay. So her brother Absalom said to her, because he obviously he saw her in distress and all ripped up and, and, and tore up. And he said to her, has your brother Amnon been with you? But now keep silent, my sister. He is your brother. Listen to this. Do not take this matter to heart. Woo! I could, okay. And I already know this story, but just to speak it out loud and speak it to the masses i'm saying this this is happening in certain countries now you get targeted you get abused and then they throw you away and they blame you for it uh-huh this is what happens and i want to say this too and i ain't on nobody's side because i wasn't there but many times i'm going to use 45 is i have been accused of raping people and doing stuff like that I'm going to say this. It's not so much 45, but it's just men. 
I'm not saying every man is a rapist. Okay. That, that would be foolhardy for me to say, but for those who violate women, a lot of times they target them, not for the, for the sex part, but for control. So they will actually seek out women. Yeah. They seek certain women out. It's not like they, oh yeah, I'm just going to get this random. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. And a lot of times when a woman gets raped, it's from somebody she knows. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing out a little bit of facts. Okay. So um, Absalom is telling Tamar, don't take this matter to heart. It's kind of a backwards consolement. Like he's consoling her, trying to give her some comfort because he got something up his sleeve. But this is, it just seems so backwards. So Tamar remained secluded in her brother Absalom's house. So she wouldn't come out no more because she's just been devastated and violated. Now, the king heard about all of these things, and he was very angry, but he failed to take any action. You see, David, first of all, it started with David. It started with David. He ain't going to do nothing about it. Nothing. He ain't doing nothing about this situation. And David's wrong. David is wrong. So now sin has been committed. By two of, by one of David's sons. And another one is getting ready to plot to do something terrible. And David does nothing. Nothing. Okay. So you already know David. <laughs> we'll keep reading. But Absalom did not speak to Amnon. Neither for good or bad. So he's laying low. For Absalom hated Amnon. Because he violated his sister Tamar. <laughs> Now it came about after two full years that Absalom had sheep shearers at Baal Hazor near Ephraim and Absalom invited all the king's sons to a party. That means his brothers, all his half brothers, because you already know uh, David had a whole bunch of kids by different women. I already told you his Achilles heels, a woman. So you can you can kind of gauge how David felt about women. Absalom avenges Tamar. Absalom came to his father, the king, who was David, and said, Behold, your servant has sheep shearers. Please let the king and his servants go with your servant. But the king said to Absalom, No, my son, we shall not all go, for we will be a burden to you. Although Absalom strongly urged David, David still would not go, but he gave him his blessing. When Absalom said, if not, then at least let my brother Amnon go with us. You see the plot? And the king said to him, why should he go with you? But Absalom urged him again, and he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Now, Absalom commanded his servants, notice carefully that Amnon's heart is joyous with wine. And when I say to you, strike Amnon, then kill him. Do not be afraid. Have I not commanded you myself? And in doing so, have not taken full responsibility for his death? Now, this is the get back for uh, abusing Tamar. Be courageous and brave. This is his encouragement of his staff to go attack Amnon and kill him. So the servants of Absalom did to Amnon just as Absalom had commanded. Mm -hmm. 
Then all the king's sons got up and every man mourned, excuse me, mounted his mule and fled. Now it happened while they were on the way back home that the exaggerated report came to David. Absalom has killed all the king's sons and not one of them is left. This is This was intentional. The report was intentional. Then the king stood and tore his clothes and laid on the ground in mourning. And all his servants were standing by with their clothes torn. So they tore theirs too. And Jonadab, the son of Shemia, David's brother, responded, Do not let my lord assume that all the king's sons has been put to death. For only Amnon is dead. This act of revenge has been on Absalom's mind since the day Amnon violated his, violated his sister Tamar. Now, let me just say this. You see how everybody knew this? Everybody knew that um, Amnon violated Tamar and nobody did nothing. Uh-huh. So now um, Absalom was angry and he said, I'm a plot. And he plotted two years. He waited two years oh i'm gonna get him i'm gonna get him ah, ha, ha. that bitterness was in his heart honey and he definitely fulfilled the wickedness that was um turning in his heart even though the intention was good he should not have done nothing like that because the vengeance is the most highest anyway so now do not let my lord the king take the report to heart that all the king's sons are dead for Amnon alone is dead. Now Absalom fled and the young man who kept watch looked up and behold, many people were coming from the road behind him by the side of the mountain and Jonadab said to the king king david look at the sons look at the king's sons coming it has turned out just as your servant said and when he finished speaking the king's sons came and they raised their voices and wept and the king and all his servants also wept very bitterly but absalom fled and went to his mother's father which is his grandfather talmai the son of amihud the king of geshaw and David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom fled and went to Gershaw and was there for three years. Mm -hmm. And the heart of the king, David, longed to go to Absalom. Uh -huh. For he was comforted regarding Amnon since he was dead. Now, this is this. The most high already put a um put a curse on um David. So you already know there's all kind of division and stuff that's going on in the house. Okay. This is for the this the root of this is that David transgressed the law. This is what the root is. Cause if um if the most high would have kept, well, the the favor's still on David, but not to the point that there's not gonna be no turbulence in his house. The most high already uh, said there's gonna be turbulence in your house, David. And this is where this came from. Okay, the root is here. I already told you a lot of times when people have all these adverse stuff that happens in them house in their houses, especially the children of Israel, something happened along the way for it to either either you did the sin or somebody close to you in your family did the sin and it came on to you. Is there such thing? Yes, it is. And this is exactly what's happening in David's case. All right, now we are on chapter 14 in the highlights. 
Hold on. R. Uh, verses 1 through 24, Joab suborning a widow of Tekoa by a parable to incline the king's heart to fetch home Absalom, brings him to Jerusalem, 25 through 27, Absalom's beauty, hair, and children, 28 through 20, uh, to 28 through 33. After two years, Absalom is brought into the king's presence by Joab. Mm. All right. To Shemuel 14. A woman of Tekoa. Now Joab, the son of Zariah, knew that the king's heart longed for Absalom. So David did love his kids. It just didn't do nothing when a great sin occurred. So now it's just going to go spiraling out of control because he didn't address it. Okay. Uh, you know, another another law is for you to respect your mother and your father, but your mother and your father is also supposed to be giving you respect too. And sp uh, spare the rod and spoil the child. You're supposed to uh, rebuke your children and nothing like that happens. See, this is these are all laws. People don't believe that you need to um, listen to the laws, but these are laws. And when they are broken, situations happen. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, whatever, whatever you choose to do in regards to anything, there's a consequence behind it, whether it's a negative consequence or a positive. Okay. It's called cause and effect. All right. Back to what I was saying. So Joab sent word to Tekoa and had a wise woman brought there and told her, please pretend to be a mourner and put on mourning clothes and do not anoint yourself with oil, but act like a woman who has for many days been mourning for the dead. Then go to the king and speak to him in this way. So Joab told her what to say. When the woman of Tekoa spoke to the king, she bowed her face down to the ground and laid herself down and said, help, O king. The king asked her, what is the matter? She said, truly, I am a widow. My husband is dead. Your, ma your maidservant has two sons, but the two of them struggled and fought in the field. There is no one to separate them. So one struck the other and killed him. Now behold, the entire family has risen against your maidservant. And they say, hand over the one who killed his brother so that we may put him to death to pay for the life of his brother whom he killed and destroy the heir also. Now, uh, Joab had a woman come to David and pre present a scenario of David's life. This is a metaphor uh, concerning David. Now, I also want to uh, point out that an eye for an eye is one of the um, 613 laws. And in that's in the Old Testament. In the New Testament is uh, the law of sowing and reaping. It's the same thing. Okay. New Testament law, law of sowing and reaping. The most high will not be mocked. What you sow, you shall reap. And an eye for an eye. Those who live by the sword is going to die by the sword. Same thing. One is the Old Testament. One is the New Testament. Did it go away? No. Just saying. So this is what Joab is telling the woman to tell King David. Okay. By doing this, they will extinguish my coal that is left 
leaving my husband without a name or a remnant heir on the face of the earth. Then David said to the woman, go to your home and I will give orders concerning you. The woman of Tekoa said to the king, my Lord, O king, the guilt is on me and my father's house, but the king and his throne are guiltless. This is about David. The king said, if anyone speaks to you about this matter, bring him to me for judgment and he will not touch you again. I'm going to say this. David is real, real, real good at being king and uh, presiding over others, but he can't get himself together in his house together. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. That's his problem. Then the woman said, please let the king remember the Lord. Uh, I'm not going to say Lord, scratch that. Your Elohim. So that the avenger of blood will not continue to destroy. Otherwise, they will destroy my son. And David said, as the most high lives, not a single hair from the head of your son shall fall to the ground. This is about David. Correct. Remember, one of his right-hand men hired this woman to say certain things because it's about David and his household. That's what it is. Because he's not doing nothing. One son raped his sister. He did nothing. The other son plotted for two years to kill the son that raped his sister. David did nothing, nothing, but he's real good at judging somebody else. You see how it happens? And this happens a lot in the children of Israel. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They quick to point a finger, honey. And I always say, if one finger is pointed at somebody, three fingers is pointed to you and one is pointed up. Okay? Anyway. When the woman said, please let your maidservant speak one more word to my Lord, the king. He says, speak. That's David. David says, speak. The woman said, now, why have you planned such a thing against the most high's people? For in speaking this word, the king is like a guilty man in that the king does not bring back his banished one, meaning Absalom. For we will certainly die and are like water that is spilled on the ground and cannot be gathered up again. Yet the Most High does not simply take away life, but devises plans so that the one who is banished is not driven away from him. Now I came to speak of this matter to my Lord, the King, because the people have made me afraid. So your man service, your maid servant thought, I will just speak to the king. Perhaps the king will do what his maid service requests. For the king will hear and save his maid servants from the hand of the man who would destroy me and my son together from the inheritance of the most high. Then your maid servant said, please let the word of my Lord, the king be comforting. For my Lord, the King is as the angel of the most high to discern good and evil. And he is, he just hasn't exercised it in his own house. May the most high your L be with you. Then the King answered and said to the woman, do not hide from me anything that I ask you. And the woman said, let the Lord, the King, please speak. The King said in the hand of Joab, with you in all of this is the hand of Joab excuse me, is the hand of Joab with you in all of this and the woman answered as your soul lives my lord 
the king, no one can turn to the right or the left from anything that my Lord, the king has said. Indeed, it was your servant, Joab, who commanded me. He put all these words in my mouth in order to change the appearance of things between Absalom and you, his father. Uh -huh. Your servant Joab did this thing, but my Lord has wisdom like the wisdom of the angel of the most high to know everything that is on the earth. And that's the truth. The most high does know everything on the earth. And so do the angels. Angels know heavenly things. And that's, that trumps earthly things. That means they know earthly things and heavenly things. We don't know nothing but earthly things. And we don't know all the earthly things. We don't know nothing. We just guess and call it science. Anyway, Absalom is recalled. Then the king said to Joab, listen, I will most certainly do this thing. Now go bring me back the young man, Absalom. Mm -hmm. Somebody had to talk some sense into um, David's head. Joab bowed his face toward the ground as he lay down and blessed the king. Then Joab said, today your servant knows that I have found favor in your sight. O Lord, the king. In that the king has, hold on, done the request of his servant. So Joab got up and went to Geshar and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. However, the king said, let him go to his own house and do not let him see my face. Here go more nonsense. So Absalom went to his own house and did not see the king's face. Now in all Yasharel, there was no man as handsome as, Ab <laughs> as Absalom. Sometimes this stuff just takes my breath away. I already told you. The children of Israel are beautiful. Did you hear what I said? The children of Zion are beautiful. There ain't nothing about them that's ugly. Your melanin is popping. Your hair is beautiful. It's powerful. Your eyes, your lips, your body, everything is beautiful. Made and kissed by the sun. The most high made it like that. Mm -hmm. And I will be doing this lesson. I ain't going to do it right now, but I will because I'm sick and tired of everybody following everybody. The children of Israel, uh, focusing on the children of um, the daughters of Zion, they follow everybody but themselves and the thing is everybody follows the daughters of zion everybody want to be the daughters of zion without being the daughters of zion if you understand what i'm saying they want your lips they want your eyes they want your your, your eyebrows they want your body the shape they want it all and they try to mimic it and the daughters of zion mimic the people who are mimicking them this is how backwards everything is the most high said you beautiful all throughout these scriptures they he's saying it at all through all the scriptures up to now, when the um the most high is talking about how beautiful uh, the children of Israel are, they're gorgeous. And when I say gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And don't you forget that daughters and sons of Zion. Okay. If somebody's saying you're not gorgeous, or if you think you ain't gorgeous, then somebody need to be opening their eyes, honey. You are blessing from the most high. Okay, blessed and highly favored. You got some special substance on you. Special superpowers. Back to what I was going to say. Or what I'm saying. Now in all Israel, 
no man was as handsome as Absalom. So highly praised for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can name five people who they kept talking about like that. The children of Israel, honey, they are gorgeous. Anyway, from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head, it wasn't no blemish, not a blemish on him. He was gorgeous. Uh-huh. When he cut his hair off his head, for that, the end of each year, he would cut it because the weight was so heavy. Listen, listen, I want you to listen to this nuance. Listen, because people, the average person will get in here and think that these, these scriptures do not talk about the children of Israel being the true children of Yaakov, who is the man. I'm going to need you to listen to what I'm saying. I'm going to describe Absalom to you because nobody could be Absalom. Nobody outside the children of Israel could be Absalom. Kissed by the sun. Dark and lovely. Beautiful. I'm going to read it again. Now in all Israel, no man was as handsome as Absalom. So highly praised for that. From the sole of his foot to the crown of his head, there wasn't a blemish on him. When he cut his hair on his head, for at the end of each year, he cut it. Why? Because its weight was heavy on him. Now, I'm going to say this. His hair will grow so long that it's heavy. If you didn't touch it, it would lock up. Who am I describing? The children of Israel. The children of Israel. If you never touch the hair on your head, it would lock up and grow long all the way down to the ground. You know that? I know that. Who am I describing? Let there be no mistake. Okay? No misinterpretation of who the children of Israel are. Dark and lovely. Dark and beautiful. Black and beautiful. Just like Solomon said. Moving on. Again. He weighed his hair on his head at 20 shekels by the king's weight because he let it grow into locks all the way down to his feet. So Absalom, to Absalom were born three sons and one daughter whose name was Tamar. And she was a beautiful woman. Uh, what did I say? What did I say? Daughters of Zion is beautiful. And I'm going to tell you this. They was born beautiful, made beautiful. Okay. Ever since Abraham, and I'm going to tell you this, one of the uh, the um, blessings and curses is that you're going to be ugly. You don't listen to what I say? You're going to be ugly. You ain't going to have no hair. That's one of the laws. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, I could throw out some real truth out there, but I'm not going to say it because it got to do with the daughters of Zion and wigs. It got to do with that. Matter of fact, I am going to say it. I'm going to say this. There was this um, documentary about the wig, um, the wig market and the weave market and braids and whatever else. And a lot of um, African, so I would say Hamites and Shemites, a lot of them use it. They don't have to use it. But the children of Israel in particular that are um, scattered 
around the four corners of the globe. That's Yahuda. It's a half a tribe that is too, but I'm talking about Yahuda. They don't have to use wigs or weaves, but they choose to for two reasons. Number one, wherever they live in the land of their captivity, they have to keep up the style of beauty that the masses keep up. And unfortunately, the world says that they're not beautiful. Their hair is not beautiful. Their skin's not beautiful. Nothing's beautiful. This is why I say everything is relevant. You living in your um, in, the, in the land of your captivity, children of Israel, you have to go along to get along. So the, the, um, the idea of beauty is not your aesthetic, is not your phenotype to the world. And remember what the Most High said about the world. Remember what he said, I already told you, the devil rules this world. He's the God of this air and the, I'm sorry, the God of this world and the Prince of this air. Understand what I'm saying about the world. The most high said you beautiful. The world is saying you're ugly. So you already know who the children of Israel are because the most high said everybody's going to hate you because of me. So if you look like the most high, if you look like um, Yahushua who came down here, I already did a lesson on it, go to the platform library. What's going to happen when he come down here again? Uh-huh. That's why in Revelation it says uh, the people of this earth is going to, they're going to be fighting among themselves. This is in Revelation. They're going to be fighting among themselves. And then as soon as Yahshua come down here, they're going to turn around from fighting against themselves and they're going to try to fight Yahshua. Now, why would they do that if he had alabaster skin and, 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 and European hair? No, we ain't going to go into that. I'm just saying. I'm a back on the beauty. I'm going to say everything I need to say, the black of the berry, the, the, the sweet of the juice, you kissed by the sun, your melanate is popping, you beautiful, gorgeous. There's so many um, instances in this Old Testament and New Testament when the Most High said you beautiful. Now, I don't know what the world is telling you, children of Israel, but you are gorgeous. And I don't ever want you to forget that. Never. Because enough is enough. Back to what I was saying. To Absalom were born three sons and one daughter whose name was Tamar. She's a beautiful woman. Absalom lived two years in Jerusalem without seeking the king's face. So Absalom sent for Joab to send him to the king. Now Absalom wants to see the king because he wants to talk this out. Okay, obviously there's some animosity that the king did not confront the rape. So Absalom's like, yeah, I did it. And what? Now I want to see you so we can have this conversation. Okay, Absalom sought for his um, father because he want to have, a, he want to be, you know, he want to come in front of his father to have a conversation. Okay. But he would not come to him. Even when he sent again the second time, David still would not come. Therefore, Absalom said to his servants, now it's going to make him do something terrible. Have you ever in your life wanted to have a conversation with somebody to even things out, to explain yourself, to um, get your feelings out and be um, a little humble and um, just want to talk about why this something terrible happened and just try to air out whatever it is and the person don't want to deal with you 
this is the frustration that Absalom was feeling. So naturally, if David is not going to talk to him, if David is not going to entertain the idea of him coming in his presence, then now you got to do something even uglier. It's just like children, when they don't get a rise out of their parents, when they're doing wrong, and they know they're doing wrong, and the parent don't do nothing, guess what happens? They'll keep doing something until something happens. That's what happens here in the United States. Unfortunately, people's um, children, they don't believe in reprimanding. The Most High said he reprimands his children because if he didn't, you a bastard. Now, if the Most High is saying he's reprimanding his children and he's just, he don't have no favors. What makes you think you could go on and let your kids run amok? Because the more you allow them to do that, because they could do that in your 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 presence. But when they grow up and um, their world becomes their oyster, they do all kinds of stuff and nobody does anything. This is what kind of world we live in, especially in the um, United States. <laughs> People's running amok everywhere, every day. Okay? Mm -mm. Nah, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, therefore, Absalom said to his servants, see, Joab's property is near mine and he has barely gone there go and set it on fire this is absalom acting a fool to get his father's attention so absalom's service set the house on fire the field on fire then joab took action and went to absalom to his house and said to him why did your service set my field on fire absalom answered joab i sent for you saying come here so that i may send you to the king to ask why have i come back from geshar it would be better for me to still be there because mm -hmm. David don't want to uh, address the issue. He don't want to do nothing. This is why it's going to be problems. David could easily start telling people how to live and, and judge people and, and, and set down laws and whatever, but he don't do it in his own house. That's the issue. It happened to Eli too, who was a, a prophet. Oh, he let his sons run amok. And the most I said, okay, well, since you letting that happen, I'm going to kill you, the people in your house. And that's exactly what he did. Mm -hmm. One of the laws is reprimand your children. That's one of the 613 laws. I told you these laws didn't go away. People just not paying attention. Maybe they don't know the laws. Who knows? Okay. Not only are they ethical. These laws are ethical. They moral. And they for your own good. Uh-huh. They ain't just dilly-dally laws. The most high don't work like that. Anyway, it would be better for me to still be there. Now then, let me see the king's face. And if there's guilt in me, let him put me to death. This is Absalom saying this to Joab. So Joab came to the king and told him. Then David called for Absalom. And he came to the king and bowed his face to the ground. Absalom wants King David to respond i need a response from you do you love me do you hate me i need to know what's going on father king i need you to entertain me and, and help me to understand why all this stuff came to a head when you know your son raped my sister this is where it's all coming from this was this is what happens when conversations are not had this is for everybody you got stuff bumble, bubbling up in your household and you don't want to confront it. It's going to come out ugly. It's going to turn ugly. And in the end, you're going to hate yourself for not dealing with it. A lot of people don't deal with things in their household. They don't deal with things in their personal life. They just refuse. And when you let it fester, honey, you're going to reap its rewards. And it's not going to be good. 
Mm-hmm. Let this be a lesson to people. Back to what I was saying. And then David, I'm going to read it again. Then David called for Absalom and he came to the king and bowed his face to the ground before the king and the king kissed Absalom. Still no response, hunty. Mm, who knows? All right. Now we are on um, chapter 15. And the highlights are Absalom, uh, one through six, Absalom by far, fair speeches and courtesies steals the hearts of Yasharel. Oh, child. Um, seven through nine, under pretense of a vow, he obtains leave to go to Hebron. 10 through 12, he makes there a great conspiracy. 13 through 18, David, upon the news, flees from Jerusalem. 19 through 23, Ittai will not leave him. 24 through 29, Zadok and Abathar are sent back with the ark. Uh, verse 30, David and his company go up Mount Olivet weeping. 31, he curses, oh gosh, Ahithabel's council. 32 to 37, Habshai is sent back with instructions. You see the nonsense David does? I told you, David, his character, he's of good character. The Most High does choose people's hearts. So he is of good character. He has flaws. He's a human being. He got flaws. That's why you got to stay full. You got to stay in the Most High's laws. That's how you stay full. Keep your eyes open and stay on ready so you don't have to get ready. All right. So, Absalom's conspiracy. This is very sad. I have to say, this is really sad. This sad. This is when people don't want to let this be a lesson to people when they don't want to face an issue. You have to remember this. Some people don't like to make um, choices. They refuse to make choices because they want to be in the middle. This is the problem. I told you everything is relevant. If somebody don't like making choices, if somebody has um, is very indecisive, um, they just refuse to lay one way or another. They want to be in the middle because they don't know what's going to happen. Being that nobody can read a mind, you have to make a choice. And sometimes when you feel like you don't want to make a choice, you made a choice. This is the problem. King David didn't want to make a choice. He just wanted to let it loom. And in letting this loom, not only was his sister, his daughter raped and nothing happened to her, one brother killed the other brother. And all of this could have been, I'm not going to say avoided, but it probably could according to the Most High. But according to flesh, we couldn't control the feeling of Amnon. However, Last week, David was cursed by the Most High. Okay, there being division in the house, in his house for uh, for sleeping with another man's wife, which he broke five laws. So, when the Most High lay down the law on you, it's going to affect you and everybody in your house. Okay, and if you don't believe that, then you better go to the shepherd of Hermas because Hermas was being reprimanded. Uh-huh. Because his kids was going off. And the angel told him, it's because you're the head of this household. And whatever happens, you're responsible. So if something happens to you, naturally, your kids is going to feel it. Oh, the Most High is not playing with any of us. 
he's 50 million steps ahead of us. Okay. Yeah. So this is what's happening to David. There is a root to all of this. And it started with David. All the stuff that went on with Amnon, Tamar, and Absalom is because of David. Uh-huh. Y'all going to learn to connect these dots. Anyway. Now, this is 2 Shemuel 15, which is the last part. And I did read the um, highlights. So now, I'm going to read this last chapter. Okay. 2 Shemuel 15. Again, I'm at the, uh, the Amplified. And this is Absalom's conspiracy. Now, you already know what David's been doing to Absalom. Okay. You already know. Hold on. They, uh, Absalom's trying to get a rise out of David by any means necessary. Necessary. Okay. After this, Absalom provided for himself a chariot and horses and 50 men as runners before him. He would get up early and stand aside the road to the gate of the city where the court was held. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a law too to have court. Anyway. And when any man who had a dispute came to the king for judgment, Absalom would call to him. This is Absalom being very cunning against his father, simply because his father refuses to do his job. This is, this is the chickens coming to roost. Anyway, when any man who had a dispute came to the king for judgment, Absalom would call to him. For what city are you? And he would say, your servant is from one of the tribes of Yasharel. This is the nonsense going on with Yahuda. Then Absalom would say to him, see your claims are good and right, but there is no man appointed as the king's agent to listen to you. Moreover, Absalom would say, oh, that there were appointed judge in the land. There every man who had a dispute could come to me and I would get justice for him. And whenever a man approached to bow down before him, he would put out his hand, take hold of him, and kiss him. <laughs> Absalom's a mess. This is how Absalom dealt with everyone in Yasharel who came to the king for judgment. Uh-huh, blocking his father. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Yasharel. That's what he did mm -hmm, by manipulation. Simply because David don't want to address uh, issues. And after four years, Absalom said to the king, please let me go down and pay vow, which I have made to the Lord at Hebron. I don't know who the Lord is. So I guess, I don't know who he's making. Let me look, let me read it again. And after four years, Absalom said to the king, please let me go down and pay my vow, which I had made to the Lord for your servant. And made it a vow. Uh, okay. So he's talking about the most high. As you know, I'm reading um the Amplified. So, all right. To me, I'm thinking he's paying um, respect to somebody in um, another part of Israel. But he's talking to the most high. So I'm going to read it again. It's the most high he's, um, he's talking about. Um Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. And after four years, Absalom said to the king, King David, please let me go down and pay my vow, which I have made to the most high at um, 
Hebron, my birthplace. For your servant made a vow while I lived in Geshur in Aram, Syria. If the Most High will in fact bring me back up to Jerusalem, then I will serve the Most High after by uh, offering a sacrifice of thanksgiving. And David the king said to him, go in peace. So he arose and went down to Hebron, but Absalom sent the spies throughout the tribes of Yasharel saying, as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, you shall say, Absalom is king in Hebron. Oh, brother. Then 200 men from Jerusalem were invited as guests to his sacrificial feast. Mm -mm -mm. They were innocently, they went innocently and went and knew nothing about um, Absalom's plan against David. And Absalom sent for Ahithopel, the Gilonite, David's counselor from the city of Gilo, while he was offering sacrifices. And the conspiracy grew strong. Absalom was very cunning. For the people with Absalom increased continually. And David did nothing. David flees Jerusalem. Child. All because David don't put his uh big boy uh drawers on. Uh-huh. That's why. When the messenger came to David saying, The hearts of the men of Yasharel are with Absalom, David said to all his servants who were with him in Jerusalem, Arise, let us flee, for none of us will escape Absalom. This is nonsense. Go in haste or he will overtake us quickly and bring disaster upon us and strike the city with the edge of the sword. This is King David who struck down one of the giants and scared of his son. Oh, let this be a lesson to those people who refuse to rebuke their children and you supposed to. Uh-huh. Spare the rod and spoil the child. Mm-hmm. The king's servant said to him, listen, your servants are ready to do whatever the Lord, the king decides. So the king left and all his household with him. But the king left behind 10 women who were concubine. Listen, oh my, because the most high cursed David. And this is one of them. The, the, let me remind you of what the most high said to David. You slept with this woman in secret. I'm going to get your countrymen to sleep with these women in front of everybody. That's one of the curses on David. And the second curse on David is that it's going to be the, um, the house, uh, his house is going to be full with the sword. So there's division in David's house and the concubines that David has is going to, people going to be sleeping with him in front of David's face and everybody in uh, and the children of Israel in front of everybody's face. This is it. You break the law, it's going to come back on you. Now, that's what the Most High is doing. Okay. So the king left and all his household with him, but left 10 of his concubines to take care of the house, the palace. So he left 10 concubines to take care of the palace. I'm leaving with the rest of my people and I'm going to leave you 10 Heifers here to take care of the palace while I'm going, concubines. And they all stopped 
at the last house, all of David's servants passed on beside him and all the charioteers um, and all the other nations, Gittites, Philistines, whoever, 600 men who have come with him to, from Gath passed on before the king. Then the king said to Ittai, the Gittite, why should you go with us too? Go back and stay with the king of your own country, for you are a foreigner and an exile as well. Return to your own pla uh, place. You came only yesterday, so should I make you wander with us today while I go where I will? Remember and take your brothers back with you also. May loving kindness and faithfulness be with you. This is David. But Atti answered the king, as the most high lives and as my lord the king lives. Certainly wherever my lord the king may be, whether for death or for the life, for death or for life, there your servants will be also. So David said to Addy, go on and cross over the brook Kidron. So Addy, the Gittite, crossed over with all his men and all the little ones who were with him. Oh, gosh. All because David don't want to address his son. While all the country was weeping in a loud voice, all the people crossed over. The king also crossed the brook Kidron and all the people went toward the way of the wilderness that lies between Jerusalem and, jo and the Jordan River, mm -mm -mm, the Jordan. Now Zadok also came and all the Levites with him carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Most High and they set down the Ark of the Most High and Abithar, the priest, came up and officiated until all the people have finished passing from the city. So you already know what happened. They crossed the sea. The Most High crossed it for them. And the king of Zodok came, take the Ark of the Most High back. Let me read it again. The priest came up and officiated until all the people have finished passing from the city. Then the king told Zedok, take the Ark of the Most High back to its rightful place in the city of Jerusalem, the capital. If I find favor in the Most High sight, will I bring, he will bring me back again and let me see both it and his dwelling place, which is his habitation. But if he should say, I have no delight in you, then here I am. Let him do to me what seems good to him. The king also said to Zodak, the priest, are you not a seer, a prophet? Return to the city in peace, you and Abathar, and your two sons with you, your son Amiaz and Jonathan, the son of Abathar. See, I am going to wait at the fords of the Yarden in the wilderness until word comes from you to inform me. So Zodok and Abathar brought the Ark of the Most High back to Jerusalem and they stayed there. And David went up the ascent of the Mount of Olives, which is Mount Olivet, weeping as he went. 
with his head covered and walking barefoot in despair. This is the, the put on your big man drawers. Put on your big man drawers. This is what I say to David. All this boohooing and all that when he's the king. Enough already. Enough already. This is the nonsense. And all who were there with him covered their heads and went up weeping as they went. David was told, Ahithophel, your counselor is among the conspirators uh, with Absalom. David said, oh, yeah, I pray you turn Apithiel's, I can't pronounce this, Ahithophel's counsel into foolishness. It happened when David came to the summit of the Mount of Olivet, where he worshiped the Most High. Behold, Hushai and Archet came to meet him with his tunic torn and the dust on his head as if in mourning. David said to him, if you go on with me, you will be a burden to me. But if you turn to the city and say to Absalom, this is David saying to send somebody else to him. This is, oh gosh, I, 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 I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted already. <laughs> I will bear your servant, okay? As I have been your father's servant in the past. So I will be your servant now. When you can throw it, make useless the advice of Athapel for me. Are not Zodak and Abithar, the priests, with you there? So it shall be that every word you hear from the king's palace, you shall report it to them. Their two sons with them, Amias, Zedok's son, and Jonathan, Ab Abiathar, his son, and by them you shall send to me everything that you hear. So he wants him to be a um, spy. So Hushai, David's friend, returned to the city. And at about the same time, Absalom came to Jerusalem. So David is sending out a spy to find out what his son is doing. Because David don't want to confront his son. So I, 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 I have no words. I have no words. Um, the children of Israel is something else. I can understand why. And as we continue to move on, you're going to understand fully why the Most High is pissed at the children of Israel. Why the Most High is sending the curses to the children of Israel. Not the curses that the average Joe in the United States and everybody else lying um, in regards to religion. Not that curse that's supposed to be a curse on um, melanated people. That's supposed to be um, Hamites, which they are not Hamites, they're Shemites. Okay, don't let the devil fool you. Uh, our children, I already said, uh, the children of Ish um, Israel, Yasharel, they've been doing the same thing over and over. Okay, same game, different players. They've been doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And this is why the most high side exhausted and just let the curses just follow them and jump on them until they die. This is what the curses say. This is the nonsense. David is of good character. David knows how to rule a, um, a kingdom. The children of Israel, they different, honey. Children of Israel different. Mm, 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 mm. They are different. Okay. 
David don't know how to make no decision. David is in the middle. Okay. He could point fingers at somebody else. That's why Joab sent that woman. He could point fingers at somebody else and tell somebody else what to do, but he can't handle his own house. He can't handle his own wiles. He can't handle his own stuff. So the most I said, oh, really? That's what we doing? Okay. I'm going to send a couple of curses on you and you're going to be destroyed. You're going to destroy yourself with these curses. And that's exactly what's happening. Are these the curses from the 613 laws? Yes, they are. Uh-huh. It ain't no new ones. These are the ones. Same ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I am finished with these three chapters. I want to say this. We're going to all learn something going through these chapters because we're going to break down these chapters. I will be cliff noting um, various um, books, like I said, but these chapters are important. You need to know how the kingdoms came about. You need to know different things that the kings was doing to curse the rest of the children of Israel because I already told you in the assembly of the children of Israel, no such thing as church. In the assembly of the children of Israel, if one person does think everybody suffers, that's what a family does. This is why the most high sends angels to families because they are all of one body. Okay. The most high knows exactly what he's doing with his children. He knows. Okay. David need to get off. Um, this delusion that everything's going to go away. I mean, all hell is breaking loose in David's house. The most high already sent that uh, uh, that curse simply because David took it upon himself to take somebody else's wife, to peep in on somebody else's skirt, to get somebody else pregnant and try to hide it. Now the most high said two curses on him and they're going to chase him down. This is what the most high said. Let me tell you something. This will continue to happen. Old Testament, New Testament today, children of Israel, y'all keep doing the same thing. It's like a nasty, vicious cycle. Y'all going to learn to stop doing stuff because the Most High said that he is going to weed out the rebels and hunty. He is. I'm speaking strictly to the children of Israel now. Do not be surprised every day you turn around, somebody's dying and people's marching and all that. Why you think that is? You better find out what the root of these problems are. With that, I say, I hope that you enjoy your Shabbat. Talk about these lessons. Meditate on the lessons. Seek the most high first, his kingdom and his righteousness. Turn from your wicked ways because they are wicked. Because the most high said nobody's righteous, not one, nobody. Everybody has fallen short. Check yourself. Okay. Let these scriptures inform you that you're not going to get away with no nonsense. Children of Israel. Most high already said what he said. Let the dead bury the dead. So he's not here for the dead. He's here for his children in the second flock. Okay. You better learn to understand what the most high said. Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I hope that you enjoy your Shabbat and the rest of your week. And until next time. Hi, trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteq 
Q&A at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliff Note, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. to hear the word of truth for the most high but you know what's better hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content you can also save a life by sharing this valuable content go ahead save a life today thanks Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.